Welcome to the Digital Transformation Podcast. Interviews with best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives all driving today's digital success. This is the show that will help you take advantage of digital transformation to build your business and career. I'm your host, Kevin Crane, and I'm so pleased that you're listening. Our guest today is Olivia Bush. Olivia is the CEO of Flowforma, an innovative provider of process automation and no-code solutions for organizations in all industry. Olivia and her teams help organizations remove paper processes and empower their business users and citizen developers to automate business process with increased speed and agility, no matter the complexity. And we are here talking about process automation, why it's important, how to maximize the benefits, and how no-code fits in as a strategic enabler to digital transformation and process improvement. So, Olivia, welcome to the show. You talk about the need for every organization to go on a process automation journey. What do you mean by that? Why should I go on a process automation journey? Companies should look at it because of the return on investment that it gives them. I think they don't possibly, there's that saying that you don't know what you don't know. Um, and I think a lot of companies don't realize the savings and the benefits until they go on that journey. Um, but if they took a process and they looked at the total cost of ownership and they realized how beneficial and cost saving it would be to replace those manual paper processes with something automated. Um, like we have very few customers who use the system and then go backwards. Like no one goes backwards. So have you ever heard of anyone automating and then going back to paper processes? It just doesn't happen because there's such people suddenly realize all the benefits, the cost savings, the time savings, the competitive advantage, the opportunity to move faster in a, in a competitive world and be more agile. And, you know, it allows companies to change at the pace that you need to change to remain competitive in today's marketplace. Interesting. You mentioned several things that are components of that return on investment. And certainly I'm expecting things like a reduction in staff needs or uh, things like that that save, I guess, what you would call hard dollars. But you're also talking about competitive advantage and things that may or may not be necessarily on my in my first thoughts in terms of ROI what what are the biggest opportunities in with process automation in terms of how it will give my organization a competitive advantage yeah so it's probably different for each organization but a couple of examples would spring to mind so we're currently talking to an insurance leasing company and really in their world speed is the important thing so it's such a competitive environment that the speed of the decision of which you approve the the lease is really what matters to them. So people tend to just go, because it's an even playing field in so many ways, the person who gets the business is usually the person who can respond quickest. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at Flowforma in terms of helping them with speed and that gives them a distinct competitive advantage that's the main um, driver for them we're also talking to another a large car manufacturer 
And at the moment, when anything goes wrong with all the car dealerships around the world, um, it's pushed back to the main headquarters of the of the who makes the cars. And they have 25 people involved in that process, that design process of fixing those faults and making them better. So they could employ Flowforma for a year and that would be one full-time employee cost for them and they have 25 of them. So there's huge savings there for them by automating the process that currently takes 25 people. They would only need to be saving on one of those people and that would pay for Flowforma. And that would be the cost savings. It wouldn't outline the other savings, such as the visibility you then have into your process um, when it's automated as opposed to manual. The fact that remote working is easier and we all need that now. Um, with COVID, you know, remote working's here to stay. So, and, and, the, and the, the fact that they can go so much faster. So, you know, there's never just one um benefit there's always multiple because it has a dynamo effect across the business today every employee counts in a way they didn't perhaps before the pandemic i mean every employee now counts and so it makes sense to me to remove the burden of some processes that just are using humans as almost machines in in a sense anyway um, and then apply the staff that I do have, whether they're on site or, or certainly in a remote environment to activities that really add more value. Are there specific examples that you might point to, to how process automation really makes the most of remote work today? Yeah. Well, you know, just the fact that when you're all, if you rely on being in the office and passing a folder from person to person, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but also I think that at a, a digital process adds structure to people's day and work. And I think with people working from home, they need that. Um, and some people have adopted to remote working easier than others, but most of us need some sort of structure. And the process automation gives you that structure because it tells you when tasks need done at a certain time. It's drawn everyone into the loop that's involved in the process and you know tasks are automating from one person to the next so you get um, a structure to people's day that I think is needed um, in remote working mm. and helps us all stay connected and then I think the other thing is the visibility so you know everyone can see the work that you're doing and they can see what's being done and that's very important when people are remote to still have that visibility because you can't um, talk to someone over the desk or walk up to them but in when everything's digitized you get complete visibility into your processes so you get to see what stage the process is at and who it's sitting with at any point in time so I think those things really help with remote working Okay, so if I am an organization and I am looking to move forward more ardently with process automation, what are, are there specific technologies or capabilities that you believe are a must-have? Yes, I think that the world we live in today has a shortage of IT developers, and I think that's going to continue. But at the same time, organizations want to be more agile. They want to move faster. Um, so to enable those things, we're going to have to empower the business user 
and the person who knows the processes best. And the only way to do that, I think, is to look at low-code or no-code tools. And that's what's going to give us the pace, you know, the ability to move at the pace that we need to in today's competitive environment. So I think, I don't think we're going to be able to get away from that. I think we have to um, look at no-code and low-code tools and empowering people outside of the IT department to solve problems and take that dependency away from IT because, you know, it's getting harder and harder. And I'm sure many of your listeners have experienced it. It's getting harder and harder um, to find good IT people. Um, I know here in Dublin, you know, there's a real shortage of them. It's not easy to go out and hire IT developers. So I think we have to look at alternatives to that to start with. And low-code and no-code tools um, gives us that alternative as, as a starting point. So I think that's probably a must-have, um, specifically for ourselves. You know, we're a, a Microsoft Gold partner. So we would, you know, be saying Office 365 is a great investment. And, you know, it's a reliable, well-known, um, secure architecture and that we should in, invest in that to begin with. Um, make sure you've got a good infrastructure in place that's quick and easy to use. So I think ease of use and rate of adoption is very important in any tools going forward. You know, ease of use across the organization and adoption of a tool across an organization is something that you really need to consider. And then obviously you need to look at the training and the support provided around any um, technology or tool that you implement. Do you want to be a guest on the Digital Transformation Podcast? Well, it could happen when you join our Knowledge Leadership Circle. Tell us about your ideas and advice. What technologies and solutions do you recommend? And how can our listeners benefit from your approach? Be a guest. Find out more at digitaltransformationpodcast.net slash guest. Our guest today is Olivia Bush, CEO of Flowforma, a provider of process automation and no-code solutions for organizations in all industries. And we indeed are here talking about process automation. Olivia, you were talking about no-code. And as, as you were, as you were talking, there were several things that sort of struck me. It, first was, was the idea of using a no-code solution. And then the importance of ease of use and training and all three of those things sort of wrap up together in what I'm sensing is a sort of a new paradigm when it comes to application development. Do you feel that that is really the wave of the future as we move into 2022 and beyond? Yes, I, I would think that's the beginning of the wave of the future. I wouldn't imagine that it stops there. You know, I think um, data analysis tools, RPA, all of that will keep progressing. And I think all of those tools used together will be what companies realize they need. They need a selection of those tools, um, not just one or two. And the key, I think, is that those tools all have to integrate and work together. Um, hmm. And that's where most processes such as Flowforma, you know, we integrate on a daily basis, that's always part of the solution because process spans across the organization. So it needs to be able to integrate with different tools. And um, so that's really just a normal requirement for us. So I think that, yeah, that's going to be the future and empowering business units without 
business users without relying on IT um, is going to be. And we find that it almost starts a snowball effect. So when someone starts off with a no-code tool and they implement it across one process and they quickly see the benefits and the time savings and all of those good things we talked about, Kevin, um, and they realize they can become more agile, then it really starts a snowball effect where they start thinking, right, where else can I apply this across the organization? So once you start small and you roll that out and you can clearly see, you know, we would advise you pick a process where you can clearly see the return on investment um, has good impact across the organization, then we find it quickly grows across the organization. So I think once once you start small and implement something like this, you then start to realize the, the benefits across the organization. So I think, you know, it kind of is a self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways. Um, once you start to roll it out, you'll just want to roll it out more. So I think that is the future. Um, and I think tools like RPA tools and the DPA tool must work together. And, you know, there's different sweet spots and different jobs for each of those. And what an enabling approach to change agents and innovators in organizations that perhaps have felt stymied in the past. Do you feel that no code is one way that change agents, as I like to call them in organizations, can get the buy-in and support they need to really make change happen? Yes, I think no code's one way, but I think, you know, my advice to people would be to make sure you get a champion within the business at a senior level to help you push it forward. You know, we see a lot of frustrated end users that want to use these tools, love the likes of Flowforma and other tools, but can't get the buy-in from above. So I think, you know, mm -hmm. you need to be very conscious of building the business case from early on. And part of that process of, of building a business case is, is getting buy-in from a champion or a sponsor at a C-level. If it's a strategic initiative for the business, it's going to be much easier um, for you to roll that out. So I think start small, get a buy-in from a C-level sponsor and measure the results. And then you should be able to go from there, Kevin. You're listening to the Digital Transformation Podcast. We are speaking with Olivia Bush from Flowforma. You can find Olivia and find out more at flowforma.com. Olivia, can you give us an example of one organization or, or, or a use case perhaps that was successful using this approach? What did they do? What were the results and how can we do it too? There's so many examples, Gavin, I'd have to think about um a specific one, but I think what we see time and time again is exactly what I said. You know, the organizations who are successful with tools like ourselves aren't afraid of change. So they aren't afraid of embracing change, you know, changing your processes. There is a fear sometimes of because it is a different way of working. So the organizations that are successful will be the ones who pick one process. Don't let themselves get overwhelmed. There might be 120 processes they know they can apply the tools to, but to get, we would advise you just get started. So pick one process, you know, don't be fair, don't be fair in the change. 
embrace that. You need to have a desire for change within the organization and roll that out. And then the results will speak for themselves. I mean, we really haven't. I can't think of a single time where the customer has rolled out and went live with the process and not seen benefits. It's usually if they delay the go on live that they, you know, the benefits aren't seen as quickly because they're different reasons. They're, you know, they feel they're not ready or some they don't have a champion in the organization pushing that forward. So, I mean, those would be the things I would be saying to do to get started. And if you go to our website, there's lots and lots of use cases across different industries. So find a similar use case. I think that would be really useful to bring on to an organization as well. And often I'm asked for that and we are asked for that. You know, can you give me to help someone get that buy in? Can you give me an example of a, a similar industry use case? And I can take that and I'll be able to show how I can apply that. So I would look for that as well. And then, you know, there's also most companies have a free trial or a free proof of concept. So you can set that up and prove the value before you purchase. So, you know, you're removing the risk to everyone in the organization and you're minimizing the risk as part of the sales process. Um, and that should help you, um, again, get buy-in from above. Last time you were with me, we talked about winning the war on paper. Have we succeeded? I think we have a long way to go still. Um, I think we're making progress, but it amazes me every day when I hear the amount of organizations that still use paper processes, government organizations. Um, and the other thing I think is, a lot of companies feel that they've digitized if they're using email and Excel spreadsheets. And that's not really what we're about, Kevin. We're about automating the process so that your inbox or your Excel spreadsheets don't become the one source of the truth. Instead, it's the flow formula tool and the process as it's automated. So emailing things to each other and relying on someone to do that. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about automating your processes right through the business um, to get a faster return on everything. So I think, you know, digitizing and moving to email and Word, that's the start of it, but it's a very small part of the improvement available. It's only a fraction of what you can do. So yes, you need to do that as part of digitizing your processes, but you shouldn't stop there. You need to look at the next step of automating these things across across the business. And a lot of companies, I think, make the mistake of, of just doing that little tiny fraction at the beginning and thinking they're done. Olivia, it's been great speaking with you today. We're almost out of time, but before I let you go, one last question. What should CIOs executives, business owners, all of us really, be thinking about now and strategizing for in order to be prepared for the world in five years' time? Yeah, I think I think now, never mind five years' time, we have to be thinking about how we can enable businesses to move faster and be more agile without um, depending on IT people and IT developers because I just don't think we're going to have the resources to move fast enough. So we need to really focus on how we utilize all of our business people and enable them to help us digitize and automate. 
and be you know go faster and be more agile because I think the world's just getting a more and more competitive place so those are the the things we have to do it's all about speed and agility going forward and becoming a more agile organization that is olivia bush from flowforma find her and find out more at flowforma.com olivia thank you so much for being my guest today thank you for having me kevin That'll do it for this episode of the Digital Transformation Podcast. But join me next time when I continue to talk to best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives, all driving today's digital success. And I'll talk to you next time on the Digital Transformation Podcast.